Good evening. Welcome again to our Advent Reflections from Bow Church. Whether you're watching this for the first time or the third time in Bow or Bolivia, know exactly what you think about God or have thousands of questions, you are welcome. I'm Tim. And I'm Lulu. We've been looking at hope. Hope speaks, hope renews, and today, hope travels. And this is an opportunity to be before God and to pray together. So wherever you are, you might want to get comfortable, close the door, maybe turn off your notifications, find somewhere that you can be still and reflect, and let's pray. Father God, we come before you now. Jesus, whatever kind of day we've had, we bring all of it before you now and receive the Holy Spirit, the love and the peace of God. Amen. This week, we'll be using Psalm 84 as a guide as we journey through Advent. The Psalms are the ancient prayers of the Jewish people, so Jesus himself would have used this one to pray. In the Old Testament, the center of life was the temple. It was where God's presence dwelt. It was the overlap between heaven and earth. And if you lived far away, you would only get to go to the temple once a year. It was a very special moment. And this psalm was written for such a moment. Verse five of the psalm says this. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. People sometimes talk about life as a journey, and this can be a little cliche or cringe, but actually there's a little bit of truth in it. This year, I feel like I'm at the end of a very long journey. Of course, physically, I've not really gone anywhere much this year, but I feel like I have. I feel tired emotionally. It feels like I'm coming to the end of a journey, but I'm not quite sure where the end is. But what about a pilgrimage? A pilgrimage is more than just an aimless journey. It's a journey with a defined purpose to go to a particular place or to see a particular person. It's like an internal spiritual journey made manifest by a physical journey. A pilgrimage is not an accident. Nobody goes on pilgrimage without a reason. It costs something and it's for something. We often think about the religious journey as going from earth to heaven. But here's the paradox. The greatest pilgrimage in Christianity is not the one that we make from life to death, but the one that God makes from heaven to earth. When God became one of us, born a baby, lived, died and rose again to save us. You see, hope travels. God's pilgrimage happened so that ours could begin. When we accept Jesus and live with him, it's like the psalmist says, we set our hearts on pilgrimage. With Jesus, life becomes a pilgrimage with 
and ultimately towards God. Psalm 84 describes what was waiting for the Jewish people when they got to the temple, intimacy with God. With Jesus, we can have that communion now, and we will have even more at the end of time when heaven and earth become one. As I read these words now, remember that because of Jesus, we have access to God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. The only truly inevitable thing for all humans is that we will die. It's grim, but it's true. And often to soften the blow, we say things like, passed away, or no longer with us. Earlier in the year, before the pandemic changed everything, I went to Ethiopia to the funeral of a very close friend. And the way they dealt with grief, the way the funeral took place was astonishing. The wailing and the shouting and the sheer time it took to grieve. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. On the one hand, it was deeply painful, but something about the rawness of the expression felt appropriate, in fact, even healthy. Because although we often like to euphemize and ignore it, it's true, we will all die. Advent confronts us with this reality, that there is an end to the story, that our lives will end and that Jesus will come again, and we will meet God. Advent reminds us to make sure that we make the journey of life a pilgrimage by setting the destination today. Accepting Jesus turns life from a journey into a pilgrimage. We're still moving towards death, but the end now has Jesus as the destination. That changes everything. And he's not just at the end. He's on the pilgrimage with us, day by day. In a strange way, Advent is about getting ready to die by choosing to live, to live with Christ. And so time collapses in Advent as we look backwards to Jesus' first coming and forward to his second coming. And in the present moment, we say, come Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We remember what lies behind us, 
Jesus came as a baby. We remember what lies ahead. Jesus will return to renew all things. And in the present moment, we give you ourselves. Jesus. Amen. Psalm 84 continues. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. The Valley of Baca was probably a dry, arid region that pilgrims would pass on their way to worship in Jerusalem. It's reminiscent of the Valley of the Shadow of Death, described in Psalm 23 and the 90s rap hit, Gangster's Paradise. Baca is also the Hebrew word for weeping. Contemporary listeners would have known the valley as a place difficult to cross and where nothing would grow. In the psalm, the valley then becomes a metaphor for the experiences in life that are dry and painful, the challenges and the heartaches. In life, we go through all kinds of difficulties for various kinds of reasons. You might be in one of those times right now. But for those who have put their trust in God, the Valley of Baca becomes a place of springs. It is a beautiful picture. Autumn rains cause pools of water to cover the ground so that life can grow. By depending on God, the pilgrim is changed on the journey the place of weeping becomes one of strength. As we make this journey with Jesus, the most remarkable thing happens. He changes us. You can't be filled with God without being changed by God. Our hearts are changed within us and the challenging parts of life become opportunities for joy. We go from strength to strength. The pilgrimage is one of hope because the presence of God is with us, the person of hope is with us. But not only that. As we walk through life with Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, we bring transformation to the world around us. People we meet encounter the love of God through us and are changed by it. We start to see God's recreation seep into our relationships and our environments at home, school, university, at places of work. People and places begin to be changed by God in us. 
It hasn't really got a lot to do with us, except that when we're on pilgrimage with God, his presence and his love seeps out to everything around us, and those things get transformed. It's very wonderful to experience. It's been the story of the church that the presence of God has changed the world through us. Think of monks and nuns and what came out of monasteries. The first schools, the first hospitals, champagne, beer, all of this came out of the monasteries. Think of how Desmond Tutu's vision of a reconciled South Africa drove the post-apartheid reconciliation process. Think of how Christians under the Soviet Empire prayed and the Berlin Wall fell down. The presence of God changes us and changes the world through us. So let's pray. Lord God, we welcome you to come and live in our hearts. Would you come and walk with us? We choose to depend on you. Lord Jesus, I give you permission to transform my heart. I give you the things that are hardest in my life right now. Bring to him the things that are hardest in your life right now and ask him to come and be with you in it. Receive his strength. Holy Spirit, please come and transform the world around me. Bring your life-changing love to the places I go and the people I meet. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you now so that the people you meet tomorrow will experience his love through you. Let's wait as he comes and fills us. Amen. So hope travels. Hope travels to us. God has gone on the great pilgrimage from heaven to earth to us. It's not about us trying to get to God, but God has come to us and beaten sin and death on the way. Hope travels with us. This means that we can know him in our lives every day. Today, tomorrow, next Thursday morning when you're on a bus, you're hungry, you're wearing a mask and you're trying not to touch anything and get off. Or when you've lost your job and you're trying to decide which family members to spend time with this Christmas. Hope travels with us through the hardest of terrains. And hope travels through us. Where we set foot, 
the presence of God goes with us and it changes things. The Valley of Baca becomes a place of springs. He is with us. His love fills us and transforms us. It is the most wonderful journey, full of hope for our lives. Let's go on a pilgrimage with him. Amen. Amen.